All right, we are now live. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Knowledge Boner Experience. Got my co-host back here, Wally Wen. Wally, how's it going, brother? Going awesome. I'm stuck in a basement as of the coronavirus uh, experience, so so here I am. But we're here. <laughs> yeah, we are here, and a lot to catch up on. Um, you know, since the last time we've done an episode, right? We've had the whole coronavirus fiasco. We've had people in quarantine. And um, we also have a special guest. So really excited about this today, especially if you guys are interested in real estate, if you're interested in invest, investments. Uh, this guy was a two-time national owner of the year, uh, featured in Forbes, Entrepreneur Money, CNBC. He's known as the apartment rock star. Everyone, I bring to you Robert Martinez. Robert, welcome to the show. Hey, I am so happy to be on your show. This is a first for me. Um, this is my fifth podcast today or th this week. So yeah, everybody's using the best, the best of their time and, and getting everybody in, you know, uh, trying to, trying to talk to as many people as possible. So I'm happy to be on the show with you and to share, share with you what we're doing at Rockstar Capital. Oh yeah, absolutely. We're, we're excited to have you. And uh, I've done my research and what's interesting about the, the two-time national owner of the year, uh, that's pretty rare to win two of them in a row, right? It's so rare that nobody has done it before, wow. you know, and what's amazing to me is that I did it back in 2013, the first time, you know, and I went back and I looked at my submission back then and I, and I won it last year in 2019. I'm a very different man today. I got a lot more units. I got a lot more experience. I got a bigger team and I compared the two submissions. I'm like, wow, like look at the change and how did I win in 2013 when I have all of this now in 2019, right? I mean, I would have smoked Robert from 2013, you know? So it, it, it's very, uh, it's rewarding. Uh, it's definitely a team win though. You know, I didn't, I didn't get here by myself. I've got a fantastic team at Rockstar Capital. I just want to make sure that, that I acknowledge them because I, I wouldn't be here without them. Oh yeah, absolutely. Having a team surround yourself. I love that. Uh, and, and I know your goal is, you know, right now you're, you're over 3,700 units. I know you, your goal is, is being a 10,000 units which is great being in real estate. And so with, with what's going on right now with the economy, with the market, um, you know, how is this affecting you, your business, your team getting to your goal? And how are you kind of adapting right now to the, the fear going on? Because we have celebrities uh, selling their houses, right? Everyone's, you know, dumping in the, in the marketplace. And, and for some people, right, it's, it's good because now it's, it's a buying market for those who could take advantage of it. But where are you positioned at right now? And how are you really kind of taking advantage of this situation? <laughs> Yeah, for sure. So just to clarify, it's not a goal to 10,000. It's a journey to 10,000. So what we do, we try to video our journey to 10,000. This coronavirus will be chapter six in that journey to, to 10,000. And we'll look back on it in 2020 and see how, how it affected us. Um, but to answer your question, yeah, I think the virus, this health concern is no different than the, than the financial recession back in 07. Because what it's doing is testing everybody's liquidity and their solvency to stay afloat. Um, I've been through this. I've, I've, this is not my first rodeo or my second rodeo. You know, I got into real estate back in 2007 for the first time. I bought my first investment back in 2007. That means that I went through the financial recession that occurred during the Obama administration. And I had to learn how to survive. It literally was 30 moving in, 30 moving out, you know, and it was kill what you're going to eat tonight, literally every single day. And it was hand-to-hand -hand combat and you had to get better. So I learned a lot of lessons from that time that prepare us for today. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm smiling because it's like I'm not afraid of this um, because what this is going to do, this is going to separate the wartime generals from the peacetime generals. And what I mean by that is wartime generals are always in peacetime preparing for war, ready for that, making sure you have enough liquidity in the bank. Right now, if we didn't take a single rent dollar at any of my communities, we could survive six months. 
We're at a 93, 94% average occupancy right now. If occupancy falls to 60% next week, right, when the, the first of the month comes in and people have or don't have rent money, we could survive a 60% occupancy in excess of a year. Hmm. That's what you do during, during peacetime is you plan for when things aren't always going to be so rosy, when the rules change. We additionally got into videos, right? So we use a lot of video technology. We use a lot of 3D tours. We are a paperless environment at Rockstar Capital. We operate basically virtually now. So you can, you can actually tour a community, tour the amenities, tour the unit that you're going to be moving into, and sign all the paperwork without ever having to show up at the community. All you got to do now is just pick up the key. And really, we're working on smart home features right now where we could just transmit to you the code, and you, can, you don't even have to come to the office. You just have the, your smart code. It goes into your door, and you're ready to go. So virtual showings, virtual showings, virtual signups. Virtual showings, yes. Yeah, and I want to credit Gary Vee for that, right? Because I've got to know Gary Vee pretty well over the last 36 months. I've got a chance to visit him twice up in New York City. Once alone, I went to a 4D seminar in 2017. And once in January of 2019, where I brought me and like six others from my company, we sat there with him at his legendary table and all his background and everything. It was very, very a surreal moment. And he said to us, try to find a way to put yourself out of business because that's what someone's going to do to you. And it's, you got to come up, come up with a defense against it. And I realized that we didn't have strong enough brand presence. We didn't have a strong enough reputation management presence. We didn't have proper websites with the right SEO tools. We didn't have it all. We needed to get, we didn't have a videographer really. We had to really get strong and dig deep in that. And those lessons prepare me for today. So, you know, I'm really appreciative to Gary. Gary, if you're watching, man, thank you so much because you, you've helped me and my company separate us from, from the pack. <laughs> Gary would come up with something crazy like that going virtual tours. Yeah, that's what he said. He <laughs> says, find a way to put yourself out of business. That's, that's what he awesome. said. That's amazing. And then it's, it, yeah, because he, he reminds you of like a blockbuster. What happened to blockbuster and Netflix? Mm-hmm. Netflix was there in the blockbuster boardroom and said, hey, society trends are saying people are going to go online. What's going on right now? People are going online. They want push button kind of access. Blogbuster said, no, we think people like enjoying coming to our brick and mortar stores and, and socializing and taking their time and uh, paying rewind fees and buying popcorn and candy on the way out and going home and watching a movie. Yeah. Didn't happen. And they went out of business. That's interesting. I used to work for a uh, Fortune 500 company and, and car sales called Sonic. And they're actually pivoting to yep. where you can do virtual uh car sales. You just come in, you go to a, a block machine, you won't even need people anymore. So they're taking that, that adapting. So let me ask you this. So what was really interesting about what you said is, is you were able, when you saw Gary and you know, he gave you advice. I, I find that the hardest thing for most entrepreneurs or maybe they're individuals that are on their own. Maybe they have a team, maybe they don't is being able to take the advice someone gave them. Like that's pretty broad, right? But you were able to take that, go back and actually execute. Cause you said, you know, we need, we need problem with branding. We need to think about how we put ourselves to business. If somebody's in that situation, what advice would you tell them to be able to kind of organize all that chaos and be able to focus on something where they can actually implement? Because for most people, they would be paralyzed and wouldn't even know where to start. So what did you do to kind of really expedite that process? You know, I wish I could give you that golden answer. You know, I don't have it. I can tell you what, I would preach patience to everybody because when he told me that, I didn't have what that answer was. I didn't know how to put myself out of business. I had to sit down there and really think about it. It didn't happen that day. It didn't happen the next night or the next night. It takes a period of time. It takes a little bit of time to think about stuff. Like, you know what? We don't have that. Why do we have that? crap, we don't have that. And it just stays in your mind, right? And the more you put, you just have to put that idea in your head. 
out of business, out of business, out of business. I'm going to go out of business. And if you keep thinking about it, your mind will find the answers. I don't know how to explain it to you, but it does. You drift, you manifest the answer, kind of like the whole secret, right? You think about it enough, and it comes to you. It's like, dude, I don't have an online presence. I need to make sure my properties are well-known. You know, as you see our Instagram or our communities, right, we are well-known. We're ranked number two nationally right now as a company, nationally, for reputation management. I've got five properties that are ranked in the top 1% by the residents out of 110,000 surveyed for resident satisfaction. I didn't have that before I went to see Gary. That happened after. That was about asking for reviews, soliciting for reviews, shaping the narrative, making sure that when people find you online, they see the story that you want them to see. Not the guy that's getting evicted because he hasn't paid his rent in six months. Not the guy that, that got a, a, a fine or a penalty because he likes to park in the handicapped spot. The story of when the guy just moved in and he loved his apartment. The story of the guy that's been there for two years and he's renewing again. The story of the guy that said, hey, I had a problem and they were there in 15 minutes to fix my start. That, that's the narrative we want to see. So that's what we pushed, right? But that came from Gary. Create your brand. Tell your story. Tell them why it's important to live with you. And we weren't doing a very good job of that. We just weren't. We were just like, you know, like everybody else. Mm -hmm. You know, relying on people to come through the door magically. And we didn't understand that it's more than apartments.com, you know, and, and paying them to come there. They're who are really the toll booth between you and your residents, right? We're trying to get rid of that. Let's create, eliminate the toll booth. Let's create a brand that's organic to us that people will find synonymous with quality. That was the whole Gary thing. It just has to come to you. I wish I could tell you that I had an idea. It just came to me. It came to me. It came to me. That's awesome. And um, if you're a real business practitioner, it'll come to you. If you're active in your business, it's going to come to you because you know where you're strong and you know where you're weak. Okay. And, and so bring us back to the past. What got you into real estate and more importantly, focusing on apartments versus, you know, obviously like single family housing? Yeah. So this is back in 07 when I got involved in real estate. And like a lot of people are listening, you know, I listened, I listened to mom and dad. I went to school and I got good grades. I went to, and I went to a good school. I went to Texas A&M University here in uh, Texas. Um, I have an engineering degree, and I thought I was going to go work in the oil and gas field. And I did. I went out there, and I sold really expensive pieces of equipment to the chemical plants, to the refineries, and I was really good at it. Um, and I probably made, I don't know, 140, 150. I'm not sure what part of the country you're in, but 140, 150 a year is a pretty good living here in Houston, Texas. Um, and, and I did that, right? But what would happen is, my employer doesn't want me to make up here, right? Which is going to happen. If you keep doing that every year, you keep building residual income in your territory, right? You're going to keep making more money next year, but your, your boss wants you making here. So he changes your territory. He changes your commission structure to keep you from making past a certain point. And that happened two or three times to me, Dylan. And I realized, wait, I don't have, to, it was an epiphany event. I don't have control of my financial future. My boss does which means that he has the control of the kind of life I'm going to lead, the kind of schools my kids are going to go, the kind of car I'm going to drive, the kind of vacation I'm going to take, because I can't make more than what my boss says I can make. And so there's no way to decentivize a commission sales guy like me who has to kill what he's going to eat tonight than a monkey around with his commission plan. And when I realized I lost control and I never really had control, I went out and I found other things to do. I looked at a water vending business. I looked at a, a childcare facility. I looked at a laundromat. And then I stumbled onto real estate. I listened to, a, there was a guy that was on the radio here in Houston, Texas, that had a real estate club for a long time. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to give that a try. And I saw walking into it, I'm going to buy a few single family red houses, right? I'm, and so I went to the Saturday class and it's everything you ever wanted to know about how to buy a single family house, how to own it, how to rehab it, how to rent it out, and then later sell it for a large profit. 
Then I went to Sunday class, which is multifamily. It's like, you know, I don't know anything about multifamily, but I'll go to it. I already, I already paid the $500 to join. And I sit there and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, there's massive amounts of value and money to be made from multifamily. Because in multifamily, the difference is in a single family house, your, your value is based on what the guy next door's value, right? So you're, you're in the $250,000 range. You can put granite countertops. You can do this. You can do that. But it's not going to go much more between plus or minus 250. In multifamily, you can create your own value. For example, did you know that every dollar you add to the NOI, the NOI is rent minus expenses equals NOI, right? Everybody who does QuickBooks or an accounting background understands that. Rent minus expenses is NOI. One dollar added to the NOI is worth $16 of valuation to, 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 the, uh, to the lender. So if you were to add, you had a 100-unit community, and you got a $50 rent bump from all 100 units, right? You've made 5,000 more a month. In 12 months, you've made 60,000 more a month, right? But 60,000 more added to the NOI. That's worth $400,000 of valuation. Get out of here. I did not know that. Yeah. The $50 rent bump across the board is worth $400,000 of valuation. You can't do that in single-family houses. Wow. And that's when I discovered real. It's like, wow, that's what I need to do. I, it's, it's what I call, it's called force, force appreciation or what I call the magic formula. NOI divided by the cap rate equals the new valuation. Got it. That's and awesome. so what we do in our business is we try to optimize rent and we try to optimize our expenses. So if a $50 rent, boom, rent bump, all right, will happen. What happens if I can save $50 on my expenses per unit? which means you rework your service contracts, you find leaks, right? And you put in low flow shower heads or low flow toilets. Uh, you, you water, uh, um, I'm sorry, energy conservation, LED lights, you know, whatever you can do to bring down the consumption and they bring down the expenses of that community adds to the NOI. And now you have massive, massive valuation. I mastered it so well that 12 times in the last eight years, I have returned over 100% of the investors money within three years. Mm. You can't do that. I don't know if you, understood, if you understood what I just said. 12 times I've taken the investor's cash and I've given it back to them in excess of 100% in a three to four year cycle. And we still own the property. And that's all because of the, the, the extra bump from the 16 times. That's right. crazy. None of my investors lost any money during, during the stock market. In the last several weeks where what's happened, six trillion, we didn't lose money. We, we, actually, we actually leased apartments and renewed them we made money. Got it. So this actually leads us to a good segue, right? For, for those that are listening to the show, uh, maybe you guys are kind of keeping up with everything going on to date. And when you think, you know, you guys see Robert, when you think uh, real estate, NOI, capital, right? Let's call it what it is. A lot of us think Grant Cardone. And right now in the marketplace with Grant Cardone, right? He has his own capital fund. There's a, a you know, he's, he's in a position where he's having to lay off employees. Um, so right now with the marketplace and, and you, your, your, your capital fund and where you're at with your business, you know, how's everything going with you and your team? And, and are you guys having to make any type of drastic pivots with, with everything going on? Yeah, I think, you know, Grant Cardone is a master sales guy. He is not an apartment owner or an apartment operator. He's not. Because if you were, you would not, you would, you would be able to handle this crisis a little bit different. I've been doing this since 07. And what that means is I didn't just go and start being a syndicator and getting on social media and raising money. I actually ran those deals. I sat in that chair. And that's the best education you're ever going to get, right? I joined a real estate club. I learned from the best there. I took what they showed me. I applied to what I knew, my own sales background. And I sat in that chair and I leased apartments. I handled resident complaints. I handled renewals. 
I understood how that bar, how that business worked so that later on I can adapt and make the improvements, identify the holes in my business, right? And make sure that I have a defense against it. What's occurring right now in the multifamily world is that you have owners who are being pressed and they're very scared because come April 1st, they're going to find out how many of their renter data of their renter base has the money to pay rent. And why are they scared? They're scared because they're insolvent. They're scared because they don't have a lot of liquidity. And they're worried that if their renters don't pay their money on the first, they're going to go under. Now, the government through their loans are offering forbearance and whatever, but there's a lot of you know, the devil's in the details. If you accept a forbearance loan from your lender, not only can you not do evictions for, the, for three months that you're on the forbearance, you cannot do evictions for another three months past the forbearance. So you can have somebody living in your communities for six months without paying rent, and you can't do anything about it. Only because you took the forbearance. If, because you took the forbearance. And then it's not like the money's not due. You have to pay that money, whatever, if it's three months of no mortgage payment, you got to pay that back within 12 months. So it, it's a poison pill. It's just literally kicking the can. Are you going to die today or are you going to die in 12, in 12 months? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, that doesn't sound good either way. Yeah, I didn't, didn't know it that. Doesn't, it's not. It's not. Would you say, so right now with everything going on, is now the time to still get into real estate for people if they're thinking about Absolutely. what you do? Yeah, well, look, everybody's been in the stock market and they lost their tail. Mm-hmm. right? I didn't lose a dollar during the recession and I didn't lose a dollar right now because my money's been in real estate. Right now is a great opportunity for everybody to reevaluate how they've been doing business. Like as I mentioned to you, this is my fifth podcast today, right? People are coming to me, they're asking me, what are you doing? I'm telling you right now, people are innovating right now and they're reevaluating their lives. Our kids are at home. My kids are in the other room right now do, doing their homeschooling with their, with, their, with their teacher. They'd never done that before up until this week right? People are innovating on how to keep moving forward. People are going to change their pattern on why they should invest in a stock market. Because why do you invest in a stock market? Because mom and dad told you? Because society told you? Because your employer gave you a 401k and he says, I'll match you 3% if you put in 3%. That's all this was, what, what, what was handcuffs. They were trying to keep you on the job, but you have no idea what you're investing in. Yep. You're investing in a mutual fund that does large caps, mid caps, small caps, aggressive, no aggressive, a money market. And you thought you were doing the right thing. You thought you were being a good steward of your money. It's exactly what happened. In multifamily apartments, it's much more stable. It's much more realistic. You back the jockey, not the horse. You're going to know the jockey in your investment. You don't know who's running that mutual fund. You don't know who's running Exxon. or you don't know who's running. Exxon was a very cash-friendly cash, uh, company, and they've lost like 60% value right now, literally overnight. Our apartments are part of the three bases. You got to have food, water, and shelter, or you don't live. And if you don't have shelter, you can't protect your food, your water, or your guns. Mm-hmm. You got to have shelter. So we're going to work with our residents. So I guess I, I got on a tangent. What are we doing? To, 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 well, we're working very differently right now in our offices. We're still open. We've gone to a virtual uh, uh, kind of office setup where, where our door is actually locked because we got to limit the spread of the virus, but our teams are there. They're still getting units ready. They're doing tours online. They're wearing gloves. They're wearing masks. They're doing everything that, that they need to do because we are a essential provider. So from, from a labor standpoint, right, we haven't laid anybody off. I need my entire team there right now working. We have 110 people working for us. And part of that solvency is being able to keep my staff going. 
Mm. Right. They need to be there because we're yes, I checked the and the reports yesterday. We still leased apartments yesterday. We still renewed apartments yesterday. And that's the important thing right now. Renewal is the name of the game. In the apartment world, you only make money when people renew, not when they move in. Now, let's think about that. When the people move in, you pay moving costs, make ready costs, right? Uh, uh, commissions, marketing, vacancy loss, a variety of things that you go into the hole for to get that person in. When they renew, right, they normally pay a rent bump and they stay there another 12 months and you don't have to put anything to get them to stay as long as you took care of them the previous 12 months. So what's happening right now is that everybody is renewing. And since, remember I said, renewal is the name of the game. I don't have to spend money on move-ins because everybody's renewing. People are renewing and now they're afraid because if they did take a, a pay cut or they did get furloughed or laid off, that's going to affect them later in the next 12 months. Mm. And they probably are not going to jump from your apartment complex where they know the rent's here to go to another place to pay the rent here. They're going to stay there. They're not going to move. And that means you're going to make a little bit more money and your value goes up. And it's NOI, right? If I don't have as many moving costs, but my income goes up, my NOI has now gone up. My value of my property is going to be worth more. So I believe in six or 12 months, my properties will be worth more. I also believe it's a great time for someone like me or someone that has a little cash put away to take advantage of the people who are not wartime generals, who are peacetime generals and don't understand how to really operate an apartment complex. And you have to think about tomorrow. It's not always going to be a bull market. And I think they're going to lose their properties in six to 12 months. Mm. It makes a lot of sense. And I think you're going to have some people. Yeah, I, I think. I mean, Frank, I just put this together with you right now. I was just thinking about it when you asked me the question. I was like, you know, this is what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's really interesting about that too is, is you're right because if, if you own all these units and even during this time, this, this time of crisis, people are in so fear mode that they're not going to want to leave. They're not going to want to move. They're not going to want to help deal with the houses of the extra expenses. So they are. They're going to stay where, where they are. So having the apartment complexes as units, as your investment and cash flow as it is, is, is pretty solid. And it seems like it's really hard to break something like that down despite crises. Um, so how right. did you, obviously, when you first started and, and you gained the experience of getting into real estate, getting into apartment deals, right? There's always that screw up period. You're going you're gonna to fail. You're going to mess up. You get, there's a learning curve. Um, you know, what advice would you give to somebody for getting into it? Because- Right now, there's tons of people who are learning real estate, and there's some people that say, hey, listen, start single-family homes first, flip a couple properties, get that experience, then move multifamily, and then get into apartments. And then there's other people on the flip side, there are entrepreneurs out there who say, listen, just don't go through all that hassle, build a business, and then when you have so much cash flow from your business, then guess what? You get to jump the gun, go straight into apartment units and commercial real estate, right? So kind of two, two different extreme factors. Uh, what recommendation would you actually give to people if they were just kind of wanting to start small and get into real estate? Uh, or do you think it's smart just to, hey, build up cash flow, save up, and then get, jump into big deals right away? Yeah. So I, there's a couple of answers to that. You have people that have cash and people that don't have cash that join the real estate market. If you don't have cash, there's no better way to build immediate wealth than a single family house. It's cheap. It's easy. You can do it and you can turn a profit pretty quickly. It's a wealth accumulation type of uh, investment. Someone like me that has a little bit of wealth, that's not fast enough for me. It's too slow. I want to do apartment complexes where I can use my, you know, my first investment was $200,000. We raised, um, uh, on that deal, we raised uh, $1.5 and I put $200,000 of it in. 
right? I needed to get $200,000 to work. $200,000, you know, back in 2007, that's probably five or six rent houses. I don't want to run five or six rent houses. That's too many people. I want to be invest in a company, a business of 238 units that has a full-time manager, that has a full-time assistant manager, a leasing agent, a lead maintenance, an assistant maintenance, and a, a caretaker or, or a porter around the property. I want a team. Now, so that's where you're at. So the answer to the first part of the question is, if you have limited money, do a house. If you have some money, do the apartment complex. Now, let's say you're a, a, a solopreneur and you're not going to raise any money and you're just going to do it yourself. Do I do a six unit or do I do a 60 unit? And the answer is you do a 60 unit. You can't get rich going slow, number one. Number two, when you buy a six unit deal, you're buying a job. You, it's not enough money for you to quit your W-2 income. So you're going to do this after hours when you're tired and you're going to do it alone. You don't have a full-time lead maintenance, so you're going to have to go on Craigslist and find a painter. You're going to have to go knock on, on doors and collect rent. When you're tired and you got kids and you got your wife and you need to get home, you got to go to your investment property. And you're going to do that every single month because you have six units. If you had 60 units, you would have enough money for a full-time manager. And it's not much of a difference. Just stretch. Because 60 units, you're either going to buy by yourself or you're going to raise a little bit of money from some people. And they want to get you, they want, if you're willing to do it, they'll give you money to do apartments. Owning apartments is sexy. Owning apartments, what I just told you, the valuation is sexy. Grant Cardone is making a whole career off of this, right? Because he's a master salesman, but he is not a master operator. He has not won two national apartment owner of the year awards. I mean, I should be talking right now. You should hear the national apartment owner of the year um, experience talking, right? There's a difference between being Grant. I can't do what he does from the salesman side but there's no way in hell he can do what I do from the apartment side, right? So you find the guy that you want to invest with. And there's a lot of guys like me that, 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 that has similar talent. They, they can do this. I know all my friends that are doing this, they're all apartment owners, they're all millionaires doing it. And we all joined at the same time. We, went to, we all went to the same club. Um, and so I think, I think you should do six, because that gets you a manager in the chair that you can rely on, right? Then the next question becomes, oh, but I can't afford her. She's too much money. That's it. You need her. Take a little less and get you the best manager in the chair because she's, she's charging more because she has experience that you don't have. Utilize her experience because she is making all the decisions. The most important person in any of my apartment communities is not Robert, the owner. It's Susie who's sitting in the chair making the decisions because she's running a multi-million dollar investment. And if she's doing it wrong, she's going to hurt you. So you pay for the what you can get the best you can get, and you learn from her in the beginning, or you tell her what you want her to do once you get some experience. She's leasing everybody. She's renewing everybody. She's the one that's creating the responsiveness. Wow. There you go. There you guys go. Listening in. There's a huge knowledge boner bomb right there. Huge. huge. I mean, I'm there you go. Boners. <laughs> I some notes. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I got some notes down. I'm like, oh, stuff. yeah, yeah. You, you, don't, you don't need Viagra in this show, man. We, we can pop out the boners <laughs> just with the knowledge. Yeah, all you do is just listen and take notes. That, that, that's amazing. That's awesome. So do you, where do you see um, your brand, your, your, your capital fund and everything in real estate? Uh, obviously, do you see yourself in the next five to 10 years just pretty much dominating with the virtual, being the first going in virtually, really kind of just taking over the market and, and really being the, the head honcho leading the way? You know, it's so funny. I never planned for this to happen. I was buying one deal a year. A hundred unit deal, a hundred eighteen unit, a one twenty six, a one sixty two, a one oh eight. Then I started to get a little larger, a two forty, two fifty six. Then I started to buy multiple deals in a year, 
you know, it, it's just, it's just the evolution of things. And it wasn't until I, I, I recognized, no, it's not just the two time national Owner of the year. I have, my company has won 17 city, state and national apartment association awards. I've got a fantastic team and, and, and I've got to feed that team. They want to grow. They want to build. Right. And so it's up to me as the leader of the company to keep pushing us forward. And what, what's happened is, um, we've become one of the largest independent owners in the country. Uh, certainly, again, the only one to win it twice uh, in two years. I'm sorry, uh, the, the, to win the National Owner of the Year twice in, in, in different years. And um, I think what's going to occur is that as long as I continue to have an open mind and a strong team, I'm going to continue to innovate because innovation is how you get your next level of success. We're talking today because of innovation that I did two years, three years ago. Guys, did I lose you? No, we, you're there. You're, you're oh, I'm sorry. The video went out. Okay. And so, and so, um, uh, so we're having this conversation today because of knowledge and innovation that I did two or three years ago. And so I've got to keep innovating and I got to keep evolving. I got to keep growing. That's why I say it's the journey to 10,000. I hundred percent in my mind believe 10,000 is going to happen because I'm building it. I'm literally playing chess right now. It's a lot of fun. I just brought in somebody with 29 years of experience at Camden property management, which is one of the largest management companies in the country. Number, number two or three in the, in the country. I brought in someone the other day with, with 20 some years of experience from Graystar, which is the largest property management company you know, in, in, in the entire world. And they've come to work with me and my company. I mean, we're building a fantastic team. So I think in five to 10 years, to answer your, finally answer your question, I think we're gonna be one of the most recognized people in the industry. I think we will have done what Grant Cardone's done, but we will have done it organically. Not a very quick rise to 1.4 billion in three years. That, that, that's not organic. That, that's like, you, you took something and you're going, right? And, and maybe that's why they're having some issues right now and I'm smiling, I'm not, I'm not having an issue, I'm not losing any sleep. Do I like this? No, I don't like it. But I know that with, with everything, you either, you either uh, win or you learn. Mm-hmm. And right now I'm doing both. I'm winning and I'm learning. I'm learning how to become a better owner, how to become a better property management company, how to move forward. I'm not struggling. My, I'm not laying anybody off right now. My team's going to be here with me. Uh, and if I have to go in and tap my line of credit and bring in money, I'm going to take care of my team. No one's going to get laid off. I need them because this will pass and there will be tomorrow. And your team is going to remember what you did for them. Because in my company, I'm very big on 5149. I want to give you 51% of the relationship. I want to find out what it is that you want, and I want to give it to you. And my hope and dream is that you'll like, wow, you'll be appreciative, and you'll want to give me what I want. And together, we can grow. And okay. that, that's what separates us as a company. And you know what? It's interesting that you mentioned that, kind of playing the slow game, is because you know, a lot of people are talking about the whole you know, 10x philosophy and, and, grow, and dumping money into it. And a lot of people are saying the downside to that is when you grow that quickly, when something happens, you don't have a solid foundation, so it comes down super quick. Whereas you- I love it. I'm going to use that. I'm going to yeah. use that. That's awesome. That's a really great looking at it. 100%, right? And, and you know, here you are playing the slow game. Now, for people on your team and, and as you're growing, um, what, one thing I found interesting is that you're, you're putting in kind of uh, good structures and, and payment structures for people on your team. But in the past, when you were in that situation, you actually had a cap. Um, so why, why is it for people listening in, and maybe some people can relate to this, especially being in sales, you know, why, why is it that, that, that some businesses would want to put a cap on their team to where they, they just can't keep growing? Because you would think that you'd want people on your team to make millions of dollars and, and the sky is the limit um, in, in certain industries, but other industries are like, hey, we're going to get you here, but we're not going to let you go any higher. 
Um, you know, why, what do you think the difference is and why would somebody put a cap on their team? And, and do you have something like that in place on your team or, or is the sky the limit for all your employers? Sky's the limit for all my, my staff. In fact, many of my staff invest with me in the apartment complexes. Hmm. And that's where you really win, right? Because I refuse to get to the top of the mountain and look around and nobody's there with me. Because I'm going to get there. I know I'm going to get there. But I want to get there with my team. I want to be able to get there, slap somebody on the shoulder and say, hey, man, remember that corona thing in 2020? Remember how stupid that was? But remember how much better we are today? Look at what happened, right? Look how much better we are today. Remember that deal we bought in 2014 where, you know, it was, it was a, our first Class A deal, but it was too small, 51 units, and we didn't even have a website? Remember how because of that we learned reputation management? Remember we learned, how, we learned social media because of that deal? We learned how to, how to go into a gunfight with a knife and still come out of it? Those are the lessons that I want. Remember how much money, and then you go and they, they pull out in their Lamborghini or they go to their, their house on top of the hill, and you know that you made a difference in their lives. Yeah. Right. That's huge to me. That's really, really big to me is that I don't want to win alone. I want to win as a team. It's not any fun when you know that you haven't helped all the people around you to help you. When you do that, man, you be somebody like, my team is at, they're at the party. They're risking themselves right now to whatever threat, whether it's real or not, they're, they're, they're at the properties and they're doing it. They're doing that out of love. They're not doing it because of a paycheck. They're doing that out of love. They can choose to stay home. They're not. They're choosing to go. And I'm a very appreciative of that for them. You know, at the same time, I've got to figure out how I'm going to keep everything going, right? But um, I really appreciate them for that. I love that. Well, you realize, like, probably in a couple of years, this guy's going to have uh, open house showings where people can get on their computer. There's going to be a drone flying through a house, showing them all the rooms. <laughs> They're going to watch virtual and be able to put bids on the properties. That's where I, I end up seeing this going. Oh, dude, I, I've seen it before. There, I, I've seen a couple of virtual tours before. So I, I definitely, I mean, I don't know if that was your company or whose company it was, but I, I, I'm excited. Like, I, I'm, it's it's going to be really, really cool stuff. Right, right now, you can go to any of our communities. You can click any floor plan. And you'll literally be able to go from room to room using a camera and it'll go, or you can press um, 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 auto and it'll take you all, you know, on a little journey by itself, you know, come back to you. Right. So, I mean, that's where things are going and you either, you either innovate or you die. Yeah. And, I, and there's a lot of guys right now that have not spent that time innovating that have not spent the money because you can't get it tomorrow. Especially right now. I mean, you can't, you can't get it tomorrow if you had a normal work environment. With everybody on a weird kind of environment right now, working at home and this and that, everything's slower. There's no way you can bring that, you know, to, to, to your community right now. I see people actually taking cameras and they're trying to create it and, and put it on their website, right? Not having the professional stuff, you know, because they're trying to just stay afloat. Um, next week will be a very interesting time for the apartment world after April 1st. Now, we're, we're trying to be proactive. We're calling every one of our uh, 3,782 units. And we're asking them, hey, have you been affected? How have you been affected? Can you give us documentation? Can you give us a letter? Can you give us something showing that you've been affected? All right, we will work with you. We will give you payment schedules. We'll give you a payment date. We'll waive late fees. You have stimulus money coming in on this day. We expect the check to come in the next day. We expect another check coming in this day. And then, I mean, we will work with them. For those that have not been affected, I still want them to pay. I don't want them to get misinformation and think that they don't have to pay. We're asking them that if they pay their rent by April 1st, they will get a 5% discount on May, on May 1st rent. I mean, who doesn't want that? If you're paying a thousand bucks, I'm going to give you a 5% discount. I mean, you just walked away with some with, with 50 bucks for just paying your rent. Mm -hmm. no, absolutely. So for those here in, and I mean, you guys see yourself, right? And obviously investing with somebody like this, you're kind of, 
being one of the first ones to be in the virtual age of, of housing and apartments. And so what would you say to those who are possibly interested in investing with you, investing your capital, letting you lead the charge, take their money, get into the apartments? You guys already heard it yourself. He's already in three to four years giving people 100% of the money back, which by the way, I've never heard that before happen. Never, never. never. No, I've never he heard a uh, a bold statement and promise like that. So that's really next level. Um, but, but what would you say to those that are thinking about or even interested in investing with you and your capital? So number one, I would tell you that every one of the deals that we do, I own it too. I have my skin in the game. Uh, many times I have to sign on the paper recourse debt to me, which means that if something happens to that deal, then uh, I, I'm on the hook. And it's not just me being on the hook. It's my kids being on the hook. It's my mom being on the hook. It's other people that are very important to me, my coworkers that are on the hook. You're going to get my best effort. I've done 100% return 12 times. Every time we buy a deal, we want to do 100% return in a three to four year cycle. If you buy a deal with us, we're looking at a 3x return in a 10 year cycle. So if you give me $50,000, $100,000 to invest for you uh, in, in 2020, by 2030, you'll receive 3x that money plus your original investment back. So if you're interested and that sounds good for you and you want to invest with the country's only two-time national of the year, please go to rockstarcapital.com and go to our investor sign-up and get in the game. We've got a deal right now that we're about to unleash. Uh, we're going to send it out to our investor database. It's not a high equity raise, so it's going to go pretty quickly, but you know, we're going to keep moving forward. We'll, we'll buy other deals after that. I would love to work with you. Absolutely. We're going to make sure that we put that link down in the description as well for those that are tuning in here on the podcast, if you're catching us on YouTube or Facebook. We'll definitely put a link in. Definitely check it out. Uh, and Robert, any, any final words for those uh, out here listening um, that you would like to, to give them an advice of, of how to get through these tough times or uh, any, any gold nuggets you'd like to leave everyone with? All right. Number one, just follow me first on Instagram at Apartment Rockstar or on LinkedIn, or on, or on Facebook at Robert Martinez. I give a lot of free content. It's the Gary V model. I believe in it. Just talk, 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 record it. You share all your stories, share your best tips, and people will come back to you. Number two, on this environment, on this, on this um, coronavirus, I think it's a wonderful opportunity to take a step back and evaluate where you are as a person or as a business. Are you getting what you want out of your day-to-day? -day? Right now, many of you are working at home or you're working limited schedules. You have time. You know, Gary says, you, you know, to always work after hours. Where Right now, you may not have to work after hours. Like, like I said, this is my fifth podcast this week. People are really trying to take advantage of this time to change who they are. It's a great time to even start a podcast. It's also a great time to evaluate your own personal situation. Do you have money put away for the future? You know, the government's going to come out and bail you this time, and they're going to give you a bunch of money, but you know, it may not be what you were making before. It's a great time to be smart about the future. Is it, do you really want that stereo? Do you really want that new car? Or would you rather have an income-producing asset that pays you when times get tough? Right now, I have $100 million of investor capital that I've raised, and I think a large majority of them don't have money in the stock market, but they have money with us in our investments and they continue to grow up in value. So find what works for you. If it's not real estate, if it's something, change your family tree. And there's a chance to do it right now. All you gotta do is have a little bit of patience and a little time, because if you aren't willing to invest in yourself, you can't invest in anything else. Find the time, change your family tree, change your education, and change your future. Mm, I love that. And for those wondering too, uh, it, it, besides just investing in the capital, if they don't have money set aside, uh, do you also teach and coach on real estate? 
funny you said that. I filmed my first free video uh, two days ago. Right? I mean, this is a time for me to innovate as well, right? I, had, I hired someone to do business development with me, and he's out there. He's like, hey, we've got to do some free video. Your content is too good. We've got to get out there. You know? And I, even though I have a lot of little micros and what have you and long-form articles on LinkedIn, he's like, we've got to get a free ebook out there. You've got to get out there and see if you can help people. And so we filmed our first video this week. I think we're going to have it out in a couple of weeks. So just sign up to Apartment Rockstar. Uh, on, on Instagram, follow me there and you, you'll get the announcement when it comes out. Oh, 100%. I'm going to do that myself for everybody listening in. I'm going to go sign up as well. Definitely interested in uh, learning some more gold nuggets in terms of real estate, Ram. And it, for those that don't know, you know, my very first book that got me into entrepreneurship was Robert Kiyosaki. And he talks about everything that Robert's doing. Not only is he making money, but no taxes. There's no Uncle Sam when it comes to real estate. So there's a lot of ninja stuff that you can do. So I get really excited hearing this because when he talks about the stock market and just like Robert says, when you pay into the stock market, you're only helping Wall Street, right? You're not helping yourself out. And uh, so I, I love everything you're doing, Robert. Um, and, you know, we're, we're so excited. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for your time. Um, I love your mission. I love your journey. Make sure you guys are following him on Instagram and YouTube on his journey to 10,000 units. He's going to be documenting the entire process so you guys can see behind the scenes follow him on different interviews. Make sure you guys check out his capital fund uh, as well as his upcoming content. If you guys want to learn anything about real estate, we will put all the links below in the description as well. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today and we'll see you guys on the next episode of the Knowledge Borner Experience.